Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of What the Game Means to Me. I'm one half of the pod, of course, Jelani Brown. Got my calls with me again today. Daddy's Bell, how you doing today, bro? I'm good, bro. Glad to be back. Uh, not a not very interesting uh, wild card weekend, but, you know, we got to <laughs> talk about it in the divisional round. Hopefully it will be better, but, you know, let's get to it. For sure, for sure. Like you said, definitely going to recap wild card weekend. Probably short. Um, like you said, it's probably only two decently entertaining games. Um, but we'll hit on our something or nothing topics dealing with uh, those certain teams that got you know, got the boot this week. Um, but, of course, we'll hit on the division rounds this upcoming week. It should be a lot more competitive games. Um, and also do some something, something or nothing topics about that as well. And uh, look and see how we're doing in the pickums for sure. But for that, we'll drop the tape. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win! Don't you open your mouth about the best. Listen, we talking about practice, not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Lewis gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes, LeBron James has the mindset when you stepped in the batter's box go yard i mean i'm a pitcher why not swing as hard as i can i got nothing to lose it's nothing to be man above don't put you in situations that you can't handle instead of saying why me they're saying this is what he want me to do and uh cleveland this is for you the way we approach the game the same way we approach life you do the right thing you make the right play make the right play and in life is the same thing. What do you feel in your heart is the right thing to do? And you do that. You know, it seems so simple, but sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things to do. And um, uh, I think it's just that. Welcome to what? The game. Me. To me. All right, all right, all right, and we are back. And like I said before, we went on the break. Of course, we're going to go into Wild Card Weekend. We said it wasn't that that entertaining of a weekend, but of course, we got hit on it. Um, first game, well, we'll start with the AFC, or yeah, we'll start with the AFC games uh, this week. And um, I don't know what's going on. Thing. Oh, there we go. We'll start off with the probably the one of the more entertaining games, if not the most entertaining game of the weekend, um, Bengals. Versus the Raiders. Of course, we know the Bengals came out on top. I think that picked down. I picked the Raiders to win. Um, unfortunately, they kind of sold me. But uh, it was a pretty good game, pretty good back and forth game. We had a few controversial calls. Um, I know one, of course, with, with Boyd uh, scoring the TD on an inadvertent whistle. Um, and a few other, a few other plays that uh, came down to pretty much the end. Derek Carr threw an interception in the red zone with about 13, 14 seconds left. Um, and the Bengals still to win. But, Dad, what do you think about uh, this game overall? Um, and how do you see the Bengals faring in their uh, next matchup? Or what do you think they bring, I guess, in their next matchup? This was one of the better games uh, of the wild card weekend, like you said. Very winnable by both sides. I feel like uh, the early struggles that the Raiders had on early, you know, hampered them. The fumble caused by uh, Trey Hendrickson. And then just the, you know, the lack of, I don't know, lack of urgency on offense, they came out kind of slow. And, you know, they weren't even playing that bad on defense. They got some stops, forced the Bengals to some field goals because the Bengals could have uh, pulled away with this game very, very early. But the def- Raiders defense held them in it and kind of feel like they got away from the uh, run game. One of their better drives in the first half, they gave the ball to Jacobs like four times. And, you know, they were, they were, um, they were getting, you know, a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of movement. And they just went away from it, and they end up throwing the ball 54 times, which I don't understand why, but, you know, it is what it is. But the connection of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase looked like it was, you know, they kind of just picked and choose when they wanted to throw the ball to each other, no matter the mm-hmm. coverage or who they put on them. And I just feel like they would – Joe Burrow was able to make enough plays. You know, the Raiders showed a lot of fight. If they – like, if they started off hot and they didn't start off slow, they could have easily won this game. But it still ended up coming down to the final play. The um, Like you said, one of the better games overall in the – I just feel like the Bengals can protect Joe Burrow and they can play defense uh, for his Ryan Tenions and some turnovers. They have a shot, but they're going to have to put up points. You know, the Titans are coming back to full force. They get, they're most likely going to get Derrick Henry back. Uh, they got Julio back off COVID and, you know, injuries and stuff, hamstrings and et cetera. But 
to beat the Titans, you got to put up points. You're gonna um, their defense is you know that you can pick them apart. They have some young corners out there. They're just solid, but they, they I don't think they can hang with Jamar Chase. You know, one of them a former former teammate Christian Fulton. So you know we'll see how they match mm-hmm. up. I know they've been going at it for practicing for years, but the only chance the Bengals have is that they put up at least 35, I think. I know it could be one of those low-scoring games, but I just feel like their defense is okay. But they yeah, have, not you know, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio mm-hmm. Jones, that's a tough, you know, that's tough. And they're, they're well-rested. You know, they had a bye. So it's, it's going to be a good matchup. But I'm interested, interested to see, you know, how they fare on defense and if they can get some stops. That's, that's really the key to all this. Because I know Joe Burrow and them are going to show up, but you're going to have to put up a lot of points to hang with the Titans. Yeah, yeah, I feel that as well. Like you said, they're coming back to full force. That's the that's the number one thing. Like you said, even they're, both sides of the ball, honestly, for defensively, they're not world beaters. Um, and their offense is probably the, more, the stronger suit of the team. So it's definitely going to be an interesting like you said, battle, that that part of it. It's, like who, it's pretty much going to come down like who, who can get a key stop, whether it's in the middle of the game or at the end of the game. So definitely looking forward to that for sure. But – um, like I said, the Bengals kind of proved me wrong. I thought, you know, they had a great season, was able to fight, make it to the playoffs. I mean, the Raiders did the same thing through all the, you know, adversity that they faced that we've been talking about throughout the entire year. Henry Rowe's situation, Gruden being let go, um, you know, John Madden um, passing away, just a bunch of things that they were dealing with for them to even fight to make it to the playoffs. I don't know. So it's something that, so it was just something in me that wanted them to win this game. Um, but, you know, like I said, they, they went away from the run and they did start to throw the ball. You know, they had some key drops. They weren't able to contain Chase, um, Joe Burrow, and, and the other guys um, in that offense. So, you know, unfortunately, and they still had a chance at the end to win. But, you know, unfortunately, you know, Derek Carr tried to squeeze in that throw and, you know, ended up getting picked off. But, you know, they had a hell of a season for sure. But kind of brings me to you know, my something or nothing point of the day with uh with the Raiders. Really is a few something or nothings with this game. But first thing I kind of wanted to hit on was, you know, them letting – uh, Mike Mayock go um, after three seasons as the general manager. You would think, you know, it had been rumblings, of course, you know, like him and Gruden, you know, through their, their years, their tenders, and you know, possibly, you know, one or if not both go. But, you know, after making the playoffs, after such a you know, year where they faced so much adversity, I didn't, you know, foresee it happening, I guess, literally the day after they, they got bounced from the playoffs. But, you know, they part ways with them. Um, so something or nothing them letting, uh, you know, their GM go and now on the search. With this as well, I did see something about them possibly um, wanting to bring in Jim Harbaugh. So do you think that's something or nothing as well? It's kind of something, but it's nothing. Like, I'm, I'm surprised, but I'm not at the same time. I think he was okay as a GM. You know, some mm-hmm. of his later round picks were better than his, you know, the ones he was really supposed to hit on, exactly. his first round picks. You know, he yeah. missed on Cleveland Farrell. He's okay, but not what we thought he would be. Uh, Henry Ruggs, the situation was rough there. You know, he was looking like a hit, but couldn't off the field, couldn't get right. Damon Arnett, they had to let him go. He was a first-round pick, one of the guys he drafted. And this year, I think, was one of his worst first-round picks. Um, for a lot of people, they had yeah. Alex Leatherwood as a second-round, uh, a day-two guy, and they took him, you know, in the first round. And he hasn't panned out as well. So the first-round picks, I know hitting on later-round picks is also a good thing. But, you know, when you miss on these guys that are right here for the taking, like a lot of when when you pass on people like Josh Allen and we end up getting them, you know, we'll, we'll take them. But mm-hmm. you can't do that time and time again. And I know he'd only had, what, three or four years as a GM, but those are those are three first-round picks right there that you missed on. So, exactly. you know, um, it's a business at the end of the day. I, I didn't think he did a terrible job, but it is what it is. He might get mm-hmm. another opportunity, you know, a little more stable organization at the time to be in. So, you know, we'll see if he gets another shot. Yeah. Uh-oh. But, yeah, um, hopefully Jelani can get back in here. But, you know, Mike Mayock, that situation is very, very tough. You know, John Gruden got fired in the middle of the season, sadly. Uh, you know, it wasn't very stable. Uh, I don't know how much say-so he had as well with, you know, everything going on, but it is what it is. Uh, John Gruden, I, I just wish – I feel like he made most of the decisions. You know, we don't know if Damon Arnett or Cleveland Farrell or, you know uh, – Alex Leatherwood were were his picks, but you know, only time will tell. Yeah, you, you know, no, yeah, no, I don't you, know what. I was, I was just talking about how uh, Mike Mayock. Like, I know he got fired, but we don't know how mm-hmm. much say so he had in the picks. You know, did John Gruden mm-hmm. have more say so than him? So, you know, 
Hopefully, if yeah. in his next stop, he has more control, but we'll see. Yeah. That's a good point. I was about to say, it's really, like I said, those, those first-round picks that, you know, he really did hit on. He said later round ones did prove to be, be a little bit better. Um, but, yeah, like like you said, unfortunately, I feel like he probably is, does get an opportunity maybe somewhere else, maybe in a few years. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who they bring in to replace him. And like I said, coaching-wise, obviously, they're looking for a new coach. They said a lot of people expect them, of course, to, um, you know, give the interim um, a fair shot as well. But, like I said, with, with, Jim, with Jim Harbaugh, you know, his name's being connected to a bunch of NFL teams for, for some odd reason, but or just making that jump back to the NFL and, and as a whole. But do you think this would be the right spot for him? You know, is it something, something, nothing that they even, you know, talking about him bringing his name up and possibly bringing him to uh to Vegas or not? I think it's something like a lot of people talked about. He potentially thinks, you know, people have said it and he, he might think that he's reached his ceiling at Michigan. So mm-hmm. he left the NFL. He didn't have to leave, you know, uh, he, he, honestly had a lot of success going to Super Bowl in your first four years is pretty you know that's something you could brag about a little bit so he was good he built the 49ers up very very quickly and hey man why not you know if you feel like you reach your ceiling because you know how Ohio State's gonna whoop on you for the next couple of years so you know might as well get out right after you got a dub and um you know there's a lot of options this year how many open spots I think there's eight open uh head coaching mm. opportunities right now so yeah you know. Miami Raiders y'all a lot of teams with, you know, Giants. some franchise quarterbacks in place and some young talent. So, you know, he can pick and choose. And Derek Carr is a solid quarterback who I feel like has proved people wrong uh, mm-hmm. for years and years. So, you know, why not? Yeah. I say, I say what they too. Like you said, I think this is probably one of the more or most successful seasons for him at Michigan. You know, might as well make the jump now. He said you did all you could could because, like you said, Ohio State's come back strong. You know, Penn State probably will as well. Michigan State maybe as well. Like, Big Ten is in no slouch conference. They really haven't ever been, but, you know, now nowadays yeah. they, they, they have, they've been doing some good recruiting. Like I said, a lot of teams, you know, we know Ohio State's kind of like the, the top of the pecking order. Michigan this year kind of, you know, dethroned them. But, you know, I think he'd probably be looking to make the jump as well. It'd be interesting to see if he does take one of these, you know, eight positions that are open. But next, going to move on, going to hit on Steelers, Chiefs. It looked like it was going to be something early. Like when I first, I was first watching, I think I went and did something. I came back and the score was like, I don't even know what it was, like 28 to 7 or it was something crazy. I remember it was tied though, but all I know is I, I walked away, came back, and the score just was not what it was before. I thought they actually had a chance because it was like, it was at the end of the first, it went like through the first quarter, it was it was tied 7 7, wasn't it? It was 0 0 to steal the score. Zero, zero. Yeah. yeah. And then, like I said, it just it just got out of hand from there. But kind of what we expected, you know, you know, Steelers weren't even supposed to be there in the first place. But you know, it was a tall task to ask them to, you know, dethrone the, you know, AFC Conference Championships anyway. But what do you think about this matchup? Um, then we'll talk about well, Big Ben a little bit later, him retiring. But uh, what do you think about uh, you know, this game as a whole? Watching the game, you know, it was a defensive game at first. Uh, Chiefs were having three and out, Steelers having three and outs. But I, I just had a feeling, you know, I believe in the Chiefs. And it was only a matter of time before the Steelers offense, I mean, Steelers defense got tired and the Chiefs offense got going. So, you know, they got out to 7-0 lead uh, off of T.J. Watt scooping score. Mm-hmm. And then the Chiefs offense kind of settled down. They took off in that. I'd say, you know, the game could have been a little closer, but that sequence at the end of the second half, like the last five minutes for the Steelers was really, really bad, and that's what caused the Chiefs to, you know, score 21 unanswered after a touchdown. And it was 21-7 going into half when it could have potentially been 14-7 or 14-10. And then from there, you know, Mahomes was rolling, Travis Kelsey was rolling, and, you know, they just couldn't keep up. We know maybe, you know, Big Ben in the past 2015, 2016, when he had Juju and A.B., uh, and Le'Veon, but this is not the same guy. He can't throw you back in the ball games anymore. So, you know, he needs to have a sizable lead or have a comfortable lead, you know, surrounded by the run game, and he doesn't have that. And being down a lot by the to the Chiefs and Arrowhead, you know, you got to square every single drive, and having that pressure, they couldn't, you know, yeah, just couldn't deal with it, and then they pulled away, which we all expected. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, like, so they try to put some touchdowns together towards the end. I was yeah, hoping just for, you know. One one last hurrah to get that touchdown at the end of the game, but you know, just didn't work out that way. You know, too slow getting to the line. It's not enough time, but you know, on um, I think they did as as good of they did as they they did what we expected them to do, or did as good as what we expected them to do. Like you said, like them even having a seven zero lead in the first place, especially after you know the first quarter, you know, 
wasn't really what we expected from them to begin. But like I said, Chiefs kind of just settled in and just show why they are just a dangerous team, especially when it comes to playoff time. So wasn't much, you know, to talk about after the second half for sure. But, you know, all in all, definitely want to talk about a little bit. I know we all knew it was coming. Ben saw it coming. We said it should have happened last year. But is it something or nothing that Big Ben, well, said he's retiring, he's going to retire, we expect him to retire. I don't think any changes will happen, him coming back or anything. If so, I feel like that hurts the Steelers more than it helps them and probably him as well. But something or nothing, Big Ben retiring. Nothing. He knew at the beginning of the year this was his last year. We all knew it's nothing, you know. He saw the decline in his play. It was evident. Everybody saw it. There's nobody that could say, oh, Big Ben hasn't got worse. He's still the same guy. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And with the receiving core he, he has right now, three years ago, he would have, you know, they would have been a better team. They would have been way more of a threat. But, yeah. Yeah. He, it's nothing. Yeah, same. You know, I would say it's nothing as well. But it what I don't I don't have it up. But I did see something about um, Mike Tomlin liking uh, you know Dwayne Haskins a little bit more for that backup spot coming into this uh, you know the upcoming year. You know when training camp and everything kicks back off. So do you think that's something or nothing? Dwayne Haskins filling the filling in Big Ben's shoe and uh, you know maybe coming in and giving this team a little bit more success. Me being optimistic, I'll say it's something. You know. I'll give him one more shot. Coming into the draft, I was high on him, but, you know, Washington was pretty disappointing. And I would have liked to see him be the backup this year. Maybe they were trying to hide him in case Big Ben got hurt. I'm not – I'm just thinking of, you know, scenarios. But I would like to see him win the number two job over Mason Rudolph and not be the, you know, practice squad quarterback. So I don't know what that's saying, but, you know, we'll see. I do want to see him get another opportunity, though. But I'm – I'm pretty sure the Steelers are not going to, you know, depend on Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Hassett. Even though they would like to give him a shot going into camp, that they're going to get a quarterback in the draft or free agency. So, yeah, we'll see. And maybe some free agency because like everybody's been saying this is probably one of the worst, one of the worst years if you need a quarterback to have to try to get a quarterback. So maybe they do fill in a fill in year. Maybe I don't know. Like get some a second stringer from a different team. I don't know. I know Marcus Mariota's name's been out there. I don't really know how well he you know, fit fit the system. Um, and a few other guys, maybe they make a trade. You say Derek Carr's name's been circulating, Russell Wilson, a bunch of people. So who knows? I mean, obviously those two, they wouldn't really be fillings, but you know, it definitely would be a, you're going to start going back for the next at least three or four years. So who knows? But like I said, I'm with you with the nothing. I'm also on the nothing train for Dwayne Haskins too, because you know, if you can't you can't get a starting or you can't get the second position behind Mason Rudolph, then you know. It's not too too much hope, but who knows? Maybe you turn things around in training camp this upcoming year. But next, we'll move on. Talk about another game. Thought it was going to be highly competitive. Bills just end up coming out and just just torching Bill Belichick and the Patriots. You know, something we didn't expect. They did have pretty two two pretty good games, two pretty close games um, in their matchups during the regular season. But you know, Bills and Bills Mafia, they were just on a different time in this uh, this past week. But what do you think about this uh, matchup, Dad? Man. I just expect that, you know, these are division rivals, Bill Belichick, defensive mastermind. This is their third time playing. You know, they got a lot of film to look at. But it was just it was a butt whooping, honestly. You know, they're not punting the ball. Um, Josh Allen only had 66 yards, but it seemed like way more. Like every time he ran the ball, they were gashing him. Uh, he's a big dude. He's a playmaker, one of the top three quarter, uh, talented quarterbacks we have in this league, if not one, if you think about all the attributes he has. Uh, but he was just, you know, unstoppable. He was on his A game all all night. You know, they they didn't stop him. He made great decisions. Knew when to throw the ball away. Knew when to, you know, live to see another down and just made countless plays because of his size and strength. Like that first touchdown, Van Noy just kind of like just kind of shrugged him off of him and just you know flipped it to the back of the end zone. And you don't see that for most quarterbacks, you know. But yeah. when you're six five, two forty, and he's he's not shying away from contact. Like I I truly feel like some of the safeties out there, McCourty, and you know. Kyle Duggar, they were hesitant to hit him as big as they are, you know, as long as they've been playing in this league. When the guy's coming at you like that downhill, kind of had them second guessing. But he he played a flawless game. Um, Mac Jones, I didn't think there was a way that he was going to go in and go in there for his first playoff game and, you know, win in those conditions. Mm-hmm. But I was proven correct, you know, and the Bills look scary, man. I don't I really don't know who I'm gonna pick yet. I, I have an idea, but you know. It's going to be one of the best matchups of the year uh, versus Kansas City this week because Buffalo looked great. And, you know, they lost to Darius White, but 
Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier holding down that secondary. Mm-hmm. I'm about to say, yeah, they had stepped up big time. They're already big time players, but they stepped up big time, especially that one um, that one play where it could have easily been a touchdown that Mac Jones threw. It was a pretty good ball, but I think it was, was it. I think it was Hyde that got to it. Made that the pick in the end zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's a play a lot of safeties do not make. Uh, yeah. You have to get from hash to hash. I mean, from hash to the sideline. So, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that was a big time play. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, just Josh Allen, he said he played a flawless game. It's like he, well, the last two matches they've had against New England, he's, 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 you know, risen to the challenge and stepped up. And like I said, that the game on um, <clears throat> Saturday was just, you know, like I said, just another flawless performance by him. Like I said, with Bill Belichick, you don't expect them to, you don't really ever expect to see a Bill Belichick team get 47 put up on them like, at all. So, like I said, it, it's definitely scary. And then they're going against, you know, a Kansas City defense that has been playing obviously better uh, as of late in the second half of this year, but they're obviously a defense that can be had. And they they have, I don't remember, but I think close to one or two number one or two number of points put up on them you know, toward in the beginning of the year. So it could be another scary sight. Like I said, the Bills are, are you know clicking on cylinders like they are. And another thing is too, like obviously Josh Allen has been kind of like their running back. They're giving Singletary the ball a, l- a little bit more. Zach Moss as well. Like they're they're giving their backfield a little bit more opportunity to start running the ball, so that helps them come a little bit more balanced than what they were last year. I said so. I think they've learned a little bit from what you know they were last year because all, all we knew was you know if they're going to run the ball, it's going to be Josh Allen running the ball, if it, whether it's a design or him trying to extend the play. But this year they're looking a little bit more balanced, and that could be scary. Like you said, the defense is definitely stepping up, um, even with some key guys out like Tre'Davious White. Yeah, man, that was a uh, smart. Like, we've been talking about it all season how they have to run the ball. Josh, mm-hmm. Your quarterback can't be your leading rusher and your running back. You know, they finally gave him the ball to him. They gave it to him 16 times for 81 yards. That's five yards of carry. Why not? You know, mm-hmm. when you have the defense on your heels like that and then you have a playmaker like that at quarterback, it, it's tough to stop because you got to account for all 11 people. I mean, not, exactly. you know, you can't, you have to account for every, all, everybody, all the athletes, not just, you mm-hmm. know, the four receivers and the running back, or maybe the three receivers and the tight end. You got to account for the quarterback too. So, you know, makes makes the Buffalo Bills just that dangerous. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. Like I, said, I really don't know who I'm gonna pick either. You know, yeah, I have a little bit of idea, like you said, but I'm still a little close until we get to that segment of the show. But you know, real nothing real something and nothing for them. But obviously, the the game that I think both of you and I have been looking forward to talking to talking about, you know, in the chat and. It happened, blew up. I always love that part of the day, you know, when, when people start to go at it. You know, shout out Bar, shout out Mo. But <laughs> Dallas taking the L to the 49ers. Um, something I expected to happen. Both of us picked the 49ers. But uh, what do you think about this game? What do you think about Dallas's performance? Going into the game, we all everybody liked San Francisco for the most part. You know, they're just a the way they play football is tough to stop in the playoffs. And I Honestly, feel like this game, you know, this is why I don't like Cowboys fans. They made all the excuses about the refs, the flags, the the last play. Like, you got the game wasn't even supposed to be that close, you know. There was a play yeah. with Jimmy G not letting uh, Trent Williams get set. You always know that your lineman have to get set for at least a second. Um, that was a boneheaded play by him. And just the, the amount of field goals that the 49ers settled for at the beginning in the first half, like, they could have scored so many touchdowns and just potted on. It was like they were just playing with their food, and they let, mm-hmm. you know, Dallas hang around. They showed some fight, but they were obviously not even close to being a better team on this day, and the game shouldn't have been close. You know, it was just a pure domination. Jimmy G, as much credit as I've given him in some games down the stretch, he was going to be the reason they lost the game that they lost. Like, him throwing, making some of the boneheaded decisions with the false start, uh, throwing that pick when he could have just thrown it away. Just dangerous throws and careless throws when, you know, you got Debo Samuel you can hand the ball off to, or your rookie running back, or George Kittle who didn't get that many targets because Javon Curse played a, a really, really good game. J-Ron Curse played a really, really good game. But just, a, you know, complete domination, in my opinion, the, the score doesn't reflect, you know, what really happened out there, in my opinion. Um, 49ers are clearly the better team, and, you know, it showed in almost every aspect. And Dak is – I know I don't know if you remember this, but we had an argument in the chat at the beginning of the year talking about mm-hmm. some people saying that Dak Prescott was the top five quarterback. I clearly never thought that, but I'm not even – I might not put him in the top ten, you know, as of now. Because all those weapons you have, I think you have to, you know, play a little bit better in this – in a spotlight game like this. And you're making the most out of any quarterback this year, 75 million, and you just just got overpaid. So, you know, I don't mm-hmm. think it's the best look, but I'm glad to see the Cowboys go home. How'd you feel about <laughs> it? 
same here. Like I said, we, we love to see when Cowboys have zero success and something we're about to talk about in a second with the something or nothing as well. But, you know, they came in high and mighty. They had them a good year. Obviously, you know, they played the champs close. And even in a loss after that first week, we was hearing, you know, how Dallas was different this year. You know, obviously, I guess in a, in a way, they proved that sort of kind of, um, you know, with their record. I forgot what they ended up being, what, third, no, 14 and three, no. 13-4, I believe. Yeah, 13-4. Well, 12-5 or something. 12 yeah, somewhere in there. But, you know, and then I guess regaining, obviously, the NFC East um, or NFC Lease uh, you know, title, divisional title. But, you know, we, a lot of people, Cowboy Nation, expected them to make a, a pretty deep playoff run, um, at least, you know, not get bounced in the wild card weekend. You know, but we, we knew better than that. We know the type of team that they are, you know. Shout out to – um. What you call it? Shout out to ex uh, Falcons coach Dan Quinn um, for that defense. That that was the big thing that was talked about because I know we had said it a few times in um, in the show that the weeks that Dak and the offense are struggling, defense carried them, and vice versa. But you know, this week neither one of them carried carried the other. So you know, 49ers were able to put up points, do kind of like whatever they wanted to do. You know, they did let them back in the door a little bit towards the end of the game, but um, and. On the other side of the uh, ball, Dallas, you know, with all those weapons, just couldn't take advantage of, you know, 49ers defense. But obviously, 49ers defense being more healthy, you know, we kind of expected, you know, the pressure that they were getting on um, Dak and, you know, secondary isn't a slouch either. But we said, just glad to see Dallas go home. You know, overall, it was an entertaining game. I watched it on Nick because I wanted just to be, I just wanted to entertain the entertainment, the funness of it with, with Dallas losing. I wanted to, you know, feel like a kid again. But, you know, it was definitely it was definitely a good like a little matchup. Um, ended kind of weird, obviously with the the slide. Like, what did you think about that play? What did you think about them running the correct draw with well, fifteen seconds left, whatever the case may be? You know, honestly, we can blame if we're going there. If we're just talking about that specific play. I kind of blame the refs and I blame the Cowboys for the awareness. You know, situational awareness. I know they practice in this in the league, and I heard a lot of former coaches say like you need at least sixteen seconds, and I think it was only fourteen seconds at the time, but. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, you know, it, it looked fine. Like, they got down. He slid. The guy laid on him from the 49ers, which you're supposed to do. And then I feel like the ref, like, in that situation, you got to be on your horses. Like, you can't be kind of yeah. laying into the play. And then you bumped in the dag. And I feel like if he didn't bump in the dag and he's there, like, when he gets up to spot the ball, because, you know, the ref officially has to spot the ball. Mm-hmm. He might have a second left to throw a Hail Mary from, like, a 25 or 30. But, mm-hmm. I mean – you can blame both sides because I feel like the Cowboys could have made it work, but they were playing with fire because it was only 14 seconds left, and the ref could have done a better job of, you know, being there a little quicker. But yeah, no excuses. You shouldn't have been in this game. You should thank Jimmy G for allowing y'all to be in this game. Yeah, and yeah. the 49ers offense as a whole in the first half for not finishing drives. Yeah, yeah, Cowboys. So they did. They got close a lot, but didn't weren't able to, you know, just punch it in. But like you said, it shouldn't even came down to that. It was kind of weird seeing it happen. I was like, oh shit, like. He's really running. Like, I didn't know if he – like, he – I know it was kind of like – I know it was a, you know, probably pre-designed uh, um, play, but I was like, is he about to try to get to the end zone? Because we obviously know Dow or Dak isn't the fastest of athletes. He's not, you know, the speediest of quarterbacks. So I was like, ain't no way he's going to make it all the way to the end zone. So I'm like, he got to eventually get down soon. But he eventually did, but I was like, yeah, no, nah, there's no way he's getting – everybody's getting up to the uh, ball in time from the clock. It, like you say, it was kind of on the rest as well. They, maybe they were surprised. Maybe they didn't expect that to be – the play call that was going to be ran. So, like you said, they was kind of you know, lazy about getting to their spots and getting the ball set and everything. But, you know, all in all, shouldn't have came down to that play anyway. Like you said, it really went in, been that situation. The 49ers um, finished off drives like they were supposed to. But something or nothing, we talked about a little bit before the uh, the show came or before we started the show. But, um, you know, obviously when the Cowboys were going to lose, you know, Twitter was going to go off. Um, Stephen A was going to go off. Shannon Sharp was going to go off. And, you know, we've seen a few things, a few posts coming around. You know, Dallas hasn't won, but to what, two playoff wins or perhaps only two playoff wins in the last 25 years. Um, some things that's happened before that. I know your team has had more playoff wins since, you know, being in the league and introducing the league. And that was in 1995. So something or nothing, Dallas, you know, only having two playoff wins or, you know, not being able to find success in the playoffs. What do you think about it? It's funny to me because, you know, all these people that are fans of the Cowboys now that are, like, our age, they they just, you know, the Cowboys are this, the Cowboys are that. Like, you weren't even around for their success. Like, all I know is the Cowboys being sorry. 
You know, Tony <laughs> Romo, I liked him as a quarterback. Uh, I liked this for a little bit. You know, some of the players they had, but they're not good. I don't know where, the, where all the hype is. America's team, like, all right, you guys did get three Super Bowls in the 90s. But because yeah. I've been alive, y'all ain't been, you know what? I ain't even going to say it. But, yeah, they, they suck. They're overrated. They, I, don't, I don't know why everybody loves them so much. Same way I feel about um, – no, nah, I wouldn't even say that about – the Yankees. The Lakers win too, though. But everybody want to be a Yankees, Lakers, Lakers, and you know, Cowboys fan. The Cowboys are overrated. They're not. They ain't done nothing. So yeah, that's what I got to say. It's it's something though. Yeah, they suck. You know, Jerry Jones probably started off really, really early. Like he's in the Hall of Fame, so let's get that straight. But started off his career really high, and they just haven't had success since. He's getting older, so I know he's trying to get them wins. But uh, I don't think a Super Bowl's coming right now. You know. This would be a hot take for me, but I think they would have to upgrade at the quarterback position to get to that point. I don't think Dak can win the Super Bowl, but some other quarterbacks have. So maybe their defense steps up and the running game, you know, comes alive again. But I don't know. And they're stuck with them. So, yeah, you know, Cowboys, it's definitely something. Yeah, it, I, I'd say it's something as well. It's just like how much money they put into their guys, their players. Like Z got, you know, nice little payday. Um, I think Randy Gregory got a nice little payday. Obviously, they paid Zach. You know, guys are getting paid. It's like they it seems like they got talent, but it's just like they can never put it together. I don't know. Like you said, it's just it's just weird. Like I feel like this this year is probably one of their most talented teams that they've had, you know, in the past few years. And it's just like they can they can't they just can't put all of the success together. It's just weird. But you know, I'm not bad at it. I'm fine with it. You know, they can they can have their NFC East or at least divisional titles, but you know, playoffs when it comes that time, you already know what they're gonna do. And that's not being the next round, <laughs> whether they're you know in the wild card or in the divisional or starting off. It's just they're just not they're just not moving on. But like you said, I don't know what it's gonna take for them, but I don't think we're gonna see a super well, I don't think you know, rest of all, whenever it does happen, I don't think Jerry Jones is gonna see a Super Bowl in his lifetime. You know, maybe his kids when you know, obviously the team gets passed down to them, possibly maybe, but we don't even know how long that's gonna be. But Jerry Jones is, is is looking like a done deal. This might have been the best chance, best opportunity, best team that that possibly could have happened, but no, not 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 right now or not in the next few years. But we'll move on. Next uh, NFC uh, wild card matchup, we had the Bucks play Philly. Um, I don't know one. I don't think people expected it to be close. It wasn't close, obviously, but I don't know if people expected it to be close just because you know Brady has a few of his weapons out. Um, and all the drama that they had, you know, to end the season. But, you know, Brady and company did what they need to do, handled their business. This one was pretty much over from, I want to say the first snap, but for sure the first quarter. Um, Jalen Hurts didn't look that great, but obviously neither side of the ball for the Eagles looked that great. But what did you think about this matchup, um, Bucks versus Philly? Uh Pretty much a dominating game from start to finish. You know, honestly, the Eagles were not that bad, but offensively they just weren't capable of doing much. You know, Todd Bowles kind of, I guess from what he saw on film, he felt like the Eagles couldn't beat him over the top. And the way they played him, you know, it was not a little disrespectful. But they had nice receivers, but they he felt like the quarterback wasn't capable of getting them the ball downfield. So they played an aggressive style. The Eagles just couldn't get stuff going. You know, their defense was showing up. They got pressure on Brady. I think they had like two or three sacks at least in the first half. I know some of that had to do with Tristan Wirfs getting hurt, but the defense held them in the game. Um, a lot of field, a, a couple of field goals, you know, punts, three and outs, getting the, the Eagles the ball back, and they just weren't able to make stuff shake. I know Jalen Rieger had a um, a muff punt when they would have got the ball to like midfield uh, mm-hmm. later on in the second quarter, but the Eagles just made mistakes. And you can't do that in a playoff game, but Jalen Hurts, you know, he had a, a solid season, proved a lot of people wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I never – I don't think he's a franchise quarterback, but I didn't think he would last this entire season. He did, and he showed strides. So, I give him credit for that. But it was just tough. Uh, he had a tough outing in his first playoff game. It, it showed they were – they really – this game wasn't even that close. Like, the 15 points, as we obviously know, they were down 31-0. These are all garbage mm-hmm. time points. But the way their defense played – if Jalen Hurts would have played better and made some throws, I felt like he was holding the ball, just not anticipating as much as he should and waiting for guys to come open, you know, and just working on that deep accuracy in the offseason would help him out because there were some throws to be made that he just didn't make and other quarterbacks I feel like would have made. So they had opportunities to stay in the game, but, you know, the, that's what uh, 
That's what inexperienced teams do in the playoffs. So yeah. shout out to the Bucks, but it's a dominating game overall. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, you kind of segue into or something or nothing for um for this topic or this game rather. But Jalen Hurts, you know, it's young, but you know, he's been named the starting quarterback for you know 2022. Like you said, a few people didn't expect him last the entire season. A few people have questions and probably still have questions about him going into next season. But you know, they've named and secured him and you know, as the starting quarterback for 2022. Did bring him to the playoffs this year, you know. A lot of people weren't expecting the Eagles to you know, do too, too much this year. But, you know, on all, they, they got to where they were, even though they got blown out, you know, or not by score, they didn't get blown out, but obviously by Washington, they got blown out. Um, but what do you think? Is it something or nothing that he's been named the starting quarterback already for 2022? I'm kind of in the middle. Uh, I'm not – it's not a shocker. Because, you know, I, I said what I said earlier, like a couple of minutes ago, about how I felt before the season. But the Eagles saw what I saw, you know, the strides. He was making – he was doing better seeing the field, you know, not locking in on his first read, getting to his second and third progression, stuff like that. Just the progress he made over the season. He led them to the playoffs. I know they're number one rushing team, but they got to get better on passing. But, you know, that will come over time. You know, you got to be patient. And I think he showed them enough to where with all these assets they have, these draft picks, they can build around them. You know? mm-hmm. Eventually, maybe you're going to want to get better at the quarterback position. But as of now, you know, like, that's not a glaring need. Like, if he was if he was turning over the ball, fumbling, um, 10 more picks than touchdowns, you know, like a complete disaster, okay, you go get a quarterback. Or you do something to make a move, get somebody trade with somebody to get a quarterback. But he showed them enough to where, you know, he has another year. And I, I think that's well-deserved. Yeah. Same here, like you say, he definitely made strides throughout the season. I mean, he, he started the season off with a bang. He, Torched my Falcons, um, but like you said there was games here and there where you know he didn't play you know that great up to par. But like I said, overall he started to get better. You know, towards the end of the year, like you said, get better with his read, better with his progressions, better, better knowing when to pull the ball down and you know extend the play or um, you know run to get that first or whatever the case may be. And like you said, did lead him to the playoffs. There are spots that can get, like you said, probably get a little bit better at before upgrading that quarterback spot. And like you said at least another year. I feel like is. He's at least deserving, you know, of that, uh, especially showing or at least getting them to where he did get them, which is you know a playoff berth, which nobody has expected him to be at anyway at the beginning of the year. So definitely, it's a shot to him. Like I said, hopefully he does something with the opportunity. Um, and who knows? Like I said, maybe he's their, their quarterback of the future. But moving on, next game we're gonna hit on last game of the wild card weekend, um, one that we were expecting to be. Or expecting to be a pretty good game because it was, you know, obviously a divisional matchup, also, you know, wild card matchup. Um, and Cardinals have been pretty good dominant all year. Um, so had the Rams um, in their respective, uh, you know, conference. But, you know, this one was pretty dominant from pretty much start to finish. And the Cardinals just didn't look like, you know, a great team. Um, they hadn't been looking like a great team, you know, the end of the year, but it's in this one especially, you know, the Rams dominated from start to finish on both sides of the ball. So what did you think about this matchup? Um, and were you, I guess, disappointed with the results that, you know, was the game? I agree with everything you said. It was kind of dominating from start to finish. And, yeah, I was a little disappointed. Uh, it was a divisional game, third time going at it. I mean, I guess the, both divisional matchups were pretty ugly, but I don't know, man. I was just shocked. Uh, I wasn't shocked, though, because, you know, first time in the playoffs, like I said again, Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, first time being in. Jitters on both sides. Because I felt like Kyler, like I know he's fast and really twitchy, but he was playing a little bit faster like there. He was speed. They sped him up. The Rams sped him up. Or he was playing sped up, which means he was a tad bit nervous. And, I mean, I guess it's like that with the first playoff game, but it was just – it was it was over. Um, Matthew Stafford didn't even have to throw the ball like that. Like the Rams ran the ball, well, including him. 38 times, including Neil Downs, too. But I don't know, man. It was just a rough watch. You know, I tried to stick the whole game out. I did, but it was just like the Cardinals couldn't get anything going. Like, at one point in the game, Odell had more passing yards than Kyler Murray um, in the second yeah. quarter. So, <laughs> just a rough outing overall for a very, very talented player. You know, I know Kyler will be back. Um, hopefully, they can be back in full throttle next year with uh, D-Hop. You know, he was injured. Zach Ertz was a great addition, so I feel like they can build on that going into next year with the other weapons they have. But mm-hmm. it's a disappointing performance, and Rams look scary, man. Like, when you got Aaron Donald going, Von Miller, you know, showing signs, and then their mm-hmm. offense is their offense. So 
it's going to be rough uh, next week. I know that for sure. But disappointing game, like you said, man. Um, yeah. But a good, a good dominating win for the Rams to close out Wild Card Weekend, and good to see Odell. Yeah, I'll I say something. I didn't add it, but something or nothing him getting PD or yeah, PD tested before or after um, his performance on that game. I, I really didn't even know that. Uh, that's kind of disrespectful. Like he didn't even go <laughs> off. Like this isn't even vintage Odell. Exactly. It's a little disrespectful, but uh, yeah. I mean, I know he passed that. I know he's not taking drugs for what. He only he didn't even have he didn't have a hundred yards. I know he completed forty yard pass and had like four catches mm-hmm. for like sixty yards. But yeah, that's nothing. Yeah, I figured. I was just saying. It, it, I was talking about it with somebody at work. I was like, "Yeah, it's a little disrespectful." Because he said, "I was like, he ain't. He's like, he ain't taking no, you know, performance enhancing drugs." I was like, he was just in Cleveland, and Baker was just his quarterback. Like, there's, you know, no reason for that. But you know how the NFL do. But like you said, just it, it was gonna. I would say it was. It's good to see, you know, the Rams kind of get back to old ways, dominant fashion. Like I said, playoff time. You know. They look like they're clicking all soon. It's on, on both sides of the ball. So it's going to be a tough matchup this week, you know, facing the, the defending champions in Timberley Bucks. So I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm picking this one. I know who I want to win, but I, you know, put on my thinking cap and uh, really go with who I feel like is going to win. But something or nothing just to end this one out. Cliff Kingsbury, you know, he had been talking about a little being on the hot seat a little bit, you know, last year, obviously with, um, you know, the way they ended out their year, they were supposed to make the playoffs last year, didn't make it. This year they ended up squeezing, not squeezing the playoffs, but, you know, they made the playoffs, but ended the year not so great of a fashion. Um, and then, you know, obviously ended up getting blown out in the playoffs by, you know, one of your division rivals. So something or nothing, you know, do you think Cliff Kingsbury is on the hot seat? Do you think they possibly let him go depending on how they start off next year? Or, you know, that's their quarterback, or not quarterback, that's their uh, head coach for the future? Potentially. I, I kind of think it's nothing. I know they've collapsed a little bit, you know, towards the end of his three seasons there. But I feel like as a head coach, he's gotten better every single year. I'm mm-hmm. not think, you know, his play calling sometimes is questionable. Everybody's going to question people's play calling. Uh, but I think he's one of the guys that will kind of bring the best out of Kyler. Uh, he knows him best. So I think it's good to have him around. I, I think it's nothing. You know, the late season collapses are a cause for concern. I've said something about it in the past, but. I think as a head coach, he's gotten better. You know, he got this little smell of the playoffs. If they can build on it and get a playoff win or two next year, you know, see what you got. But I don't think he pulled a plug early because, uh, I mean, I know he's had three years, but it, he, it's it been better. It's not like it's not like they've gotten worse as a franchise, as, as a team. They got some players over there, so I, I would, you know, give it a shot. And it's his first playoff game, like I said. Everything is not going to be perfect, so. But if they start out like 0-4 next year, which I would say won't, but if they do, mm-hmm. I could see them pulling the plug. But I think he's he's safe to stay for another year. Yeah. I think so. I hope so, too. Like you said, that, that is a little bit of concern. Hopefully they do figure out them late-season woes, um, especially so how much talent they do have over there. I know they were sampled by a few injuries, you know, beginning of the year, middle of the year. DeAndre coming back, um, kind of hobbled. Obviously, T.J. Watt coming back you know, for this playoff game, so. Hopefully if they stay healthy, like you said, and so he, he sharps up on his play calling and you know, they come out better. Cause I mean they're you know, we'll, Seattle, I guess we'll have some questions. But outside of that, I mean 49ers, they had three teams in the playoffs this year. <laughs> so that division's not getting any weaker. Um, so usually you just have to improve, you know, from a coaching standpoint and player standpoint. Um everybody has to be, you know, on their P's and Q's. So you said I could see them possibly, like you said, if they start off rough on four on five start, like maybe rumblings of it. I think it would be a little bit foolish to pull the plug. I feel like you would need to go through a whole season, especially you know, him being a young coach. And like you said, the team improving each and every year since they've gotten there, at least record-wise. So hopefully they figure something out. He can figure something out, um, like I said, because that division is not getting any easier by any stretch of the imagination. But moving on, finished up wild card weekend. Now we're about to transition over into the NFL divisional round. Um, and then the show in about a week or week and a half. But to finish out, the regular season, I think I went nine and seven. You went ten and six. Um, and then playoff wise, I lost my one game. I picked the Raiders to beat the Bengals, um, which you know I guess wasn't foolish, but you know obviously they lost. And you went perfect six and zero. So right now the Cleveland Challenge, it's almost neck and neck, only down the game now. Um, but yeah, that's how it's shaping up so far. So we gotta do something because like I said, I feel like playoff losses are a little bit more extreme than just regular season losses. But now I'll figure it out by next week. Um, but to move on, so what the playoff picture looks like right now. 
Um, got pretty good matchups. I think, honestly, I think we won't have a repeat of wildcard weekend. I think all these games should be pretty close and um, you know, pretty competitive, to say the least. But I guess we can start with, uh, you know, top left, Tennessee, Bengals, one versus four. Um, what do you think about this matchup and who do you got winning it? This is a tough one. Uh, like I said earlier, I, I just feel like the Titans are coming back, getting all the guys back, and uh, and the Bengals, their defense is okay. They flash, but are they gonna? Is it gonna be enough to stop King Henry? I don't know how many touches he's gonna get because this is his first time. You know, he just had a padded practice for the first time in uh, months earlier this week. So you know, we'll see. But I just don't. I think this great season for Joey B and them, you know, comes to end. They have a lot of promise. The AFC is going to be tough because it's a lot of good young quarterbacks over there. But you know, I think they find a way to put up some points, but it's just not enough. And I think the Titans squeak out a um, a close victory. But you know, a lot of seasons we see these teams. You know, number one seed had a great season, and then they just fall flat. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I believe in the Titans. I watched them, you know, obviously for years. We play them all the time, and they're just a hard-nosed, tough football team. And I think Mike Rabel's going to have his guys ready to go, even though they had that week off. And I think that A.J. Brown and Julio Jones make a couple plays on that secondary to, uh, you know, keep them alive. So I'm going to go – I'm going to go 31-27, Tennessee. Yeah. I can see it being high scoring as well. Like I said, we both said both defenses, you know, they're not world beaters. They're decent, but they're, you know – not number one, number two, number three rated defenses overall. And like I said, off, the offense is, is what really carries, um, you know, these teams. Uh, but, you know, I think, like you said, I think what's going to separate is like just experience coaching for the Titans. And like you said, just <clears throat> they had a great season, but, you know, I, I think it's just not their time yet. A little too young. I feel like a, a key player too may happen, um, you know, for the Titans on the defense side of the ball, you know, whether it's a turnover or a key stop. And like I said, Titans are just getting healthy right at the, you know, back healthy at the right time. They've had, it's been a real weird season because, like, I mean, although we do give Walker a bunch of shit, like, they have had dealt with a bunch of injuries, a bunch of people in and out. Um, you know, they've lost to the Jets. <laughs> like, and we was, you know, destroying them badly. But, you know, they, all in all, they're the number one seed in the AFC conference. Um, you know, they have played, you know, great, you know, pretty good football, and they found ways to win. And I just think they do it again this week. I think it's going to be high scoring as well. I'm going to say like a 34, 31 type scoreline or like 38, 31 type scoreline, something like that. Um, but the Titans winning for sure. So that's what I think. You know, that's what I'm going to go with. Hopefully, hopefully it happens. Hopefully it doesn't. I don't really know because I, I, I would like to see. Who would, I guess who would you like to see? Would you like to see the Bengals versus like a, a – I don't know who you're going to pick yet if it's the Chiefs or Bills, but would you like to see like a Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes type type of duel out with like just the weapons that's on both sides of the ball? Yeah, I like I like to see him running back. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Because the Bengals did – yeah, the Bengals didn't end up winning. Was, they just played uh, – Yeah, like week like 16. Week and the yeah. Chiefs were blowing them out and they end up coming back. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So, yeah, I would like to see that matchup as well. But – you know, I guess moving on, Kansas City, cheat or Kansas City um, versus the Bills. It says, I won't say it's the best game of the week, but I feel like from an offensive standpoint, it could possibly be the best game of the week. Um, but who are you going to go with in this one? I do think it'll be the best game of the week, you know, offensively. Uh, a rematch of a week five game, if I'm not mistaken, where Buffalo completely dominated them. But, you know, the Chiefs had some people out. Chris Jones, the Melvin Ingram trade didn't go through yet, and they still had Daniel Sorensen starting at safety because he gets picked up <laughs> by everybody, and he has the longest leash of any safety I've ever seen ever. seen in the league. Maybe he has – maybe one of the coaches is dating his, his mother, <laughs> his sister, something crazy, but I don't know how he's still playing safety, yeah. on the roster. But, you know, a lot of new guys in new positions, and the defense has just been a different monster since then. Uh, I've always believed in the Chiefs. You know, the Buff- the Bills were flawless last week. They played well on offense and defense. But I'm just a believer in, you know, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense. And I feel like they'll, you know, they're going to remember this. They got smacked in the mouth at home on Sunday night mm-hmm. football. Um, I know the Bills remember the game from last year in the AFC Championship. But I just feel like Mahomes will, you know, be able to control the clock, make a lot of plays, obviously, because he's a playmaker. But their defense will, you know, not make it as easy as they did last time for Josh Allen. They'll get a, you know, a strip force fumble by Melvin Ingram or Chris Jones or maybe Frank Clark. He always shows up during the playoffs. or just one timely turnover, and the Chiefs will just be ready to show up. I think, you know, as long as it doesn't snow, it's Kansas City. Uh, it's a Sunday night game. 
I'm gonna take the Chiefs in a in a shootout as well. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 38 to 30. They win them by eight and a touchdown and maybe a little bit. Uh, I know the Bills have had a great season. I wouldn't be mad if I'm gonna say this: the winner of this game, whoever wins, even if I'm wrong, is going to the Super Bowl out of these two teams. I think mm-hmm. they're gonna beat Tennessee. But you know, wouldn't surprise me if Buffalo won. They looked great last week on offense and defense. But I just think the Chiefs are gonna remember that Week Five matchup and uh, mm-hmm. make some more plays. They've heard all the noise all season how they're not the same team anymore and they're ready to you know shut the haters up. So I'm gonna go Chiefs by eight. Yeah, I can see it as well. Like obviously, yeah, the Week Five matchup, but I, and you know, obviously they got in mind the the matchup um, going back to last year when when they lost in um they lost in the conference finals. You know, everybody remembers uh, Diggs looking out from the tunnel, looking at you know them celebrating and everything on their field. So it's it's definitely one I know that's going to take that they're going to take personal. Um, and say I believe the same thing. Whoever wins out of this game is going to go to the Super Bowl, hands down, for sure. So, I don't know. It's 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 a tough one. It's so tough. But I think Kansas City, um, I think Kansas City, like I said, pulls it out as well. I'm expecting, like, a college football score, to be honest. It might get in the 40s. I mean, like, say, like, high, like, 41, 38, something like that. Um, Kansas City, I feel like, um, you know, Jared McKinnon having a pretty good game last week. Like, with, obviously, I think Kansas City is just a little bit more – I don't want to say a little bit more balanced because they're, they're obviously a, a – pass-heavy offense as well. But I think if they had to run, I think they would be a little bit more successful running the ball than the Bills. Only because like, we've seen them do it as of late, but, you know, the Bills still, like I said, they're pass-heavy. We know who's running the ball if they do really need them, those yards. You know, obviously Josh Allen. But, you know, this one's probably going to be just like the Tennessee and Bengals game. It's going to be whoever's defense takes, you know, steps up and, and has a takeaway or a key stop. Um, obviously, I think these two teams' defenses are – a little bit better or have been playing a little bit better as of recent. Um, but I think it's going to do the same thing. You know, offices are going to go crazy, but who's defense is going to come up with a timely stop. So I'm going to go KC2 by three, 41-38. Definitely whoever wins this one is going to be the Super Bowl um, representative for the AFC. But Green Bay, San Francisco um, should be a pretty good game as well. I know Green Bay, they're probably looking at chances um, at this one too. Was it two years ago, I want to say? Yep. 49ers, yeah. 49ers just embarrassed them in in the uh in the NFC uh conference championship. So who you got winning this one? This is my toughest pick of the week. Like I would say the Chiefs and Bills would be, but I'm a believer in the Chiefs, so that was it made it a little easier. But this is a tough one. These two teams, it's another rematch. All these games are rematch besides the uh Tennessee game, unless they play this year. I don't think they did, if I'm not mistaken, but a rematch of a game that went right down to the wire on Mason Crosby walk off. Uh, I just think I know the 49ers are the scariest matchup. Like, I know they don't – the Packers didn't want to play them. And the Packers' run defense, you know, in the back half of the season had been the best, and Kyle Shanahan will take advantage of that. But I just think there's no way that, you know, that everything that happened with um, last year, the, the drama going into this season, that the Packers just – that ended like this – I just don't feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to let it happen. You know, the they're going to remember that game from two years ago because they literally ran him off the field. Like, Jimmy yeah. G is probably – I think he threw less than 10 passes that game. They mm-hmm. didn't even – like, we're just going to – you guys are soft. We're just going to run it right at you. Yeah. And most of it went crazy. But <laughs> I think Aaron Rodgers, you know, Jai Alexander's coming back. I think they get Preston Smith back. You know, they had the week off, so mm-hmm. I'm 95% sure that he's going to be ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I think they're just going to be clicking, you know. Uh, it's going to be rocking at Lambeau. I know Jimmy G can play in that weather, but I don't know, man. I, I feel like the the stuff he did against the Cowboys, you can't do against, you know, the Packers. All those field goals you settled for last week, you can't. Yeah. Everybody's going to put up touchdowns to counter those, and you're not going to be able to keep up. So I feel like he makes a couple of mistakes, you know, a couple two picks here and there. I know Debo's going to be tough to stop, and Kill's going to be looking to bounce back after last week. But I just feel like Aaron Rodgers would not let this happen. And – I'm going to go with them in a little closer of a game. I'm going to say 31, not, I'm going to say 27, uh, 27-20, 27-20. I was going to go with that same scoring line as well. Um, but like you said, yeah, that for San Francisco side side of things, like they can't settle for field goals because, you know, Green Bay, they're always putting up touchdowns. If not, they, they're right there. <laughs> like, and they'll, you know, Obviously, rely on Mason Crosby to you know give him the three, but more than likely, Green Bay's putting up touchdowns versus field goals any day of the week. So I expect it to be a good game, a close game, like you said. 
but it just feels like it, it's just one of the years. It just it does feel like Aaron Rodgers just gets back to the Super Bowl for some reason. If not, at least the conference finals. I'm I'm hoping, expecting the Super Bowl, but you know I just don't see it. You know, see them getting bounced like this, like you said, against the 49ers. Um, their defense obviously is a little bit better than you know than what it was two years ago. At least their run defense is for sure. Um, and like you said, again, very very key guys back in on the on that side of the ball as well. So they should be ready. They should be set to go. And although it will be a close and a difficult matchup, like you said, the 49ers are clicking at the right time. Both sides of the balls. They obviously Debo has been a monster all year. Um, Jimmy takes care of the ball. Um, you know, obviously I feel aware for them. And then their defense. You know, that front you know, seven is still scary. Um, one of the scarier front sevens in, in football. So it's going to be a tough, tall matchup for or tough, tall task for the Green Bay Packers. But I think they can do it. And it just feels like one of those years where you just can't bet against a Rod. You know, who we think should be the MVP this year as well. So I think they they should get it done. And I'll say twenty seven twenty as well. Last game. This one's gonna be probably the toughest one for me to pick. Bucks, LA. Who you got winning this one? Another rematch. Uh, the Rams came out on top early on in the season. The offense was just too high powered, uh, and Brady had a long day. You know, I think I hate picking against the goal, but I'm gonna pick against them. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take the Rams in this game. I feel like you know they're gonna carry that momentum from the first matchup, and with Tristan Wirfs being hampered and Ryan Jensen, his center being hampered. It's going to be tough. I know Jensen has a better chance to play, but I don't know, man. You know, they can, they can alternate. They can put Aaron Donald on the outside. Leonard Floyd's already out there. And then you got Von Miller and they're going to, they're going to attack the weaknesses. You know, Raheem Morris has been a, a DC for a long time and he's going to attack the weaknesses of this Tampa Bay offensive line. And, you know, one of the keys to, any quarterback, but stopping Brady is hitting him, putting him on the ground. He doesn't like getting hit. Rex Ryan used to do that all the time when he was with the Jets. He used to always get Brady fits. And I think with the offensive line being hampered, that defense in that back end will be able to hold up. You know, they don't have A.B. They don't have Chris Godwin. I know Gronkowski's Gronkowski, but he's not the same as he used to be. So you can put a linebacker on him to shut him out. And Jalen Ramsey does good against bigger physical receivers, and he usually has Mike Evans' number. So I just feel like – Overall, in this matchup, they have their number. And Matthew Stafford, I know he'll have to throw the ball a little more because they won't be able to run the ball how they did last week. But it's going to make some plays. And I know last year the Bucks' young secondary stepped up, but I think they're going to they're going to struggle with Cooper Cup and Odell. So uh, I'm going to take the Rams in a close one, and I'm going to go 28-24. Yeah, I feel it. Um, I know I didn't do this on purpose. Like we're going to all we're going to have the same picks for. Oh, no, we're good, man. We yeah. still got next week. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, but I. One obviously just has a lot to do. Like I don't like Tampa and I don't like Brady, but a lot of it also has to do with, you know, a lot of the points that you made. Obviously, you know, it, two of his key offensive linemen possibly being out or at least being hampered, you know, and of course they're going up against uh, probably one of the scariest, if not the scariest, front um, four in football. You know, with three, you know, at least two for sure all of Famers, but three, you know, all pro type players, you know, on that line. So, you know. They're going to have a lot to deal with, obviously, keeping Brady upright. And, you know, Brady just doesn't have his weapons like he's used to. You know, Chris Garland, like he says, out. Even their running backs, Leonard Fournette, even like little check downs, Leonard Fournette and, um, you know, Ronald Jones aren't, aren't there either. So, you know, he's dealing with, you know, his second, third, you know, best weapons in the backfield. Um, and obviously, Mike Evans and Gronk is there. But, you know, dealing with, you know, Rashad, like Perry, Manny Johnson, Scotty Miller, like that's not, you know, I – I can I'll bet against you know, the the Rams defense being able to kind of you know keep them in check for the most part. So, you know, it's just gonna be a tough overall task for them. Like you said, if the Rams are clicking on all cylinders, especially on the offensive end, um, like they were last week, it's gonna be, you know, a tall task for the young uh Bucks secondary. You know, they've stepped up and they've stepped up in key situations, even going back to last year, obviously, you know, they're a big reason why you know they won that game or won the Super Bowl. But, you know, I feel like you said Matthew Stafford, he takes care of the ball. You know, you're going, you have Cup, you got Odell, you got Van Jefferson, you got Higby. Um, you have and, and Cam Akers is back, had him a great game as well. I don't know, I don't know what type of human he is. Like, I don't know how you come come back and are able to play in the same year that you're tearing what Achilles in July. Yeah, in July too. It was like the later part of the year. So it's like that's that's wild in itself. But you know, I think they just haven't, you know, obviously they're more healthier team, and I think they just, you know have guys that can, you know, stop, um, you know, obviously stop Brady or stop that Tampa Bay offense. And then, 
you know, on the other side of the ball, they got guys that can, um, you know, make plays for them against that Tampa Bay defense. So I think they, they pull it out as well. I'll say like 31, 24, they'll win by a touchdown, um, you know, and march their way on to play Green Bay or San Francisco in the uh, conference final. So. And real quick, before we, you know, we end everything, I will say this. If the Bucks line doesn't hold up, I could see it getting ugly. Like, I'm just, you know, being positive and saying that Tristan works or Ryan Jensen will get to finish the game. But if they don't finish the game or they're like 50%, it could get ugly. Yeah, for sure. Like, and, and in quickness, too. Like I say, because, you know, they, 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 need, they need those guys, you know, in order to stop, you know, Donald, um, Floyd, and uh, and geez, well, I forgot his name. <laughs> Donald Bob Floyd, Miller. And, yeah, Bob Bob Miller. Yeah, you need them type guys. So, yeah, but you know, I so said that does it for today. I know we'll probably maybe have you know off the ball network show or some other show before Saturday hits, possibly um, talk about it a little bit more in depth. But before we do get out of here, I think we both kind of have like the same you know, grind my gears little, little portion. But um, I'll let you definitely close out and finish out the show. But we'll grind your gears this week, Dad. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that guy. Uh, we talked about it, though. I'm not a hater. But just the Cowboys fans, the Cowboys fan base, you know, just complaining and stuff. Talking about the refs did this. Throwing the stuff, throwing beers at the refs. Blaming that one little play um, on the reason you guys lost. You guys aren't good. You guys got dominated, like, physically manhandled. And the game shouldn't have been that close. Uh, any other quarterback, you know, would have ended y'all early. Aaron Rodgers would have beat y'all by 30. But y'all just, you know – a cocky fan base, it feels like they deserve the world. They're not even America's team. Um, it's just <laughs> overrated. Everything about the Cowboys is overrated. Um, yeah, they didn't earn anything. Everything's bought, paid for. You know, Jerry makes them this well talked about franchise, but they ain't, they ain't did anything. They haven't done anything uh, since I've been around on this earth. So, yeah. just Cowboys fans. I, I know I'm, I'm not really a hater. My my aunt turned me into a slight hater. I just, they're, you guys are annoying, but that's what really grinds my gears. They're just complaining all Monday. Tuesday, you know, Skip, Michael Irvin, um, just fans, all them, just crying. Yeah. That's about it, though. What grinds your gears, bro? Yeah, that's what I'm It's honestly the same thing, man. Um, I forgot they were showing a bunch of like little pictures and stuff. Uh, I think there was this girl crying. Like it was like four or six minutes left, or four or five minutes left. Dead. They had me dead. I was like, y'all still have a chance to win, even though, like you said, been saying like they shouldn't have had a chance to win at that point in the game. But you know, they still had a chance to win. They crying about it, and, like you said, they're just, you know, throwing stuff on the field. I think what Dak, they told Dak about it in the press conference, and he was just like, I guess that's good, good for them, or whatever the case may be. Yeah, like, that. like how, like how y'all, like, like I don't know. That's just obviously that's just this is just fake, fake love. Like y'all turn y'all back on them, you know. I know y'all had high hopes. I don't know why y'all had high hopes, but y'all had high hopes of them getting to, you know, Super Bowl or at least winning a playoff game this year. But you know, you can't be doing like that type of crybaby type stuff, you know, just because y'all lose, you know. In the fashion that I did lose in, but you know, like I said, we always got to hear. It. I, I've tried to tune it out as best as I can, but like you said, like just you know, cowboy guys, cowboy fans, you now feeling like they, like you said, the top of the world. Like I don't know who crowned the America's team, but they just they've never been that in my eyes, like you said, and they never had any type of success since I've been on this earth. I can't even remember the two playoff, the two years that they had playoff wins, but I do know they both were when Tony Romo was playing. That's all I can can tell you. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure there may be. They beat, the, on that. <laughs> like, they beat the Lions. Lions. I, was, I know it was one year they beat the Lions, and that's all I can really remember. And that's like that's your that's your playoff win that people remember the Lions. Yeah, and I, I think that was that game was controversial too. The way yeah. they won, yeah, they they suck, man. They really do. <laughs> but you know, at least we don't gotta hear about them until training camp. If you know, if at all, then. But that does it. Like I said for today's show, that's what grinds our gears this week. Um. Good things like we got to talk about, you know, wild card weekend, the the good, the bad, the ugly of it, and then of course our outlook on division around this week. Um, you know, hopefully we both, you know, are right, get a sweep. Hopefully we we'll at least have just competitive games. That's really all I really care about at this point, which I'm pretty sure we'll get because, like I said, they're really really good matchups, and all of them, but maybe one, are rematches. Um, if not of games this year, very important game, playoff games in the past two three years. So, um, anything else that we got hit on before we head out? No, nah, man, shout out to Off the Ball Network and shout out to Built Bar. Yes, sir. Built Bar, I forgot about that. Definitely visit built.com. Um, use 10% or you can get 10% off if you use um, all caps code off the ball. Like I said, they have a bunch of flavors. The bars are you know, way healthier, way you know, way better for you than if you go get a Quaker's bar from the store or whatever kind of bar. 
um, that you may get, you know, chocolate bar, Snickers bar, Three Musketeers, all bar. Uh-oh. Well, uh, hopefully Jelani can come back in time because he has to end the show. But, you know, I appreciate everybody that tuned in with us, uh, that stuck with us throughout the whole show. Hopefully we have a really, really good um, division around weekend because last week was pretty pretty bad. Only two good games out of six. So, you know, hopefully uh, the guys put on a better performance. But, um, yeah, that's that's about it for the show. And, you know, Jelani's going to close us out. So I appreciate yeah. y'all sticking with us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I don't know what's going on. I like tap something. And it just goes off. But I, mean, oh, I guess that's just that's just, uh, you know, streaming our tennis. That's our time for the day. But appreciate you that. Of course, all join us. Like you said, shout out to Off the Ball Network and everybody that's over there. Like I said, we may have a, you know, another show previewing some games before then. And if we do or if we don't, we'll see you guys next time. Have a good one.